0: Welcome to the sermon ministry of River Community Church, a congregation of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church located in Prairieville, Louisiana. Our purpose is to help people live in and live out the good news of Jesus Christ. We welcome you to worship with us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and to learn more about us at rivercommunity.org. Tonight we will be looking at This amazing story of the Son coming from the words given to us by the Apostle John. In his Gospel, the first chapter, verses 1 to 14, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. And the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. So as we've been going through Advent we've been using Isaiah's prophecy in chapter 9, verse 6, telling us, to us, a son is given. To see the grandeur of God's promise to bring a Savior. That that promise of a son being given started all the way back in the Garden of Eden to Adam. It was renewed to Abraham. It was given to Israel to steward. It was given to David, all being told that someday a son will be given who will undo the curse of Adam, who will receive the inheritance promised to Abraham, who will accomplish the reconciliation of Israel, and who will bring the righteous reign for all time of David. Today, we finish that series and we discover the full width and breadth and depth and height of that promise. To us, a son is given when we see in John chapter 1 that the son is God himself. So when we come to Christmas Eve, we, we stand at the precipice, at the at the moment of the world being shattered and changed by God's invasion of grace and truth. And as we are here this evening, that is what we dwell upon. Your Christmas is going to either be big or small. Your Christmas is either gonna be full or empty. Your Christmas is either gonna be happy or sorrowful. Your Christmas is either going to be with the people you love or apart from them. Your Christmas is going to be healthy or sick. You are going to have all kinds of different Christmases. They may have a mixture of all of those different things. And if those are the things that make or break our Christmases, what experiences have come to us, what feelings we have, that our Christmases are going to be tossed to and fro. Tonight, as we stand here at Christmas Eve, let us fix our eyes on what is constant, what makes our Christmas truly joyous and peaceful and full and good. Tonight, we focus on the greatest gift in the Son that is given, that in Jesus, the Son of God, we receive the right to be children of God, to share in the heavenly promise as sons and daughters of God. J.I. Packer, one of my favorite theologians, said this, what is a Christian? The question can be answered in many ways, but the richest answer I know is that a Christian is one who has God as Father. Father is the Christian name for God. Put your sights there. To us a son is given, and because a son is given, we have God in heaven as a father because we have been made sons and daughters of him. And you will find the constant that makes all your Christmases merry. Are you treasuring this gift? Let's reflect just a bit on what makes being a child of God the most special gift that we receive at Christmas. Being a child of God communicates to us the highest affection, It bestows on us the highest privilege, and it comes to us at the highest price. Let us think about what it means to say it communicates the highest affection. In John's gospel, those those first three verses, we are told, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God when we recognize what it means to be a son or daughter of God, to know God as Father, we must recognize this. It communicates the very highest affection because it is the affection communicated in the Trinity from before time began. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit eternally existing. Reflecting glory and love and delight in one another. Perfect and undiluted. Perfectly given. Perfectly received. This was the triune existence. This is the relationship of perfect intimacy and joy. And do you know what Jesus in the Trinity calls his father? What name he uses Does he go and say holy? Does he call him Lord? Does he call him Yahweh? Does he call him infinite? Does he call him any of these other things which are all true? And he praises him for all of those things. But no, that is not how Jesus knows his father. He knows his father by the word Abba which is the most intimate expression of dad. It is the highest, most intimate, most fullest expression of affection. And when the father looks at the son, he says, beloved. He says, son. Father and Son are the words that communicate the highest affection in the Trinity. When Jesus wants to say, who are you to me? He says, Father. And when the Father wants to say, who are you to me? He says, Son. Those are the words of highest affection. And when we come to Christmas, when we come to this passage in John, we are told that that highest affection comes to us through Jesus. When I was a little kid, I discovered that my dad was being called Tim by everybody else in the world except for me. And I'm like, I'm really out to lunch on this one. I don't even know what to call my dad. So I started calling him Tim. Tim, it's time for dinner. Tim, where are we going? Tim, what's next? Finally, after a a couple days of this, he stopped me. He sat me down. And he told me, Everybody in this world gets to call me Tim. But only you get to call me Dad. There's a privilege in knowing God as Father. And we see this in Jesus' gift to his disciples. The Lord's prayer starts with these words, Our Father who art in heaven. You see, Jesus is sharing the intimate word of God, Father, with his disciples. Now we can pray to God and we can say, Lord, we can say, God, we can say all sorts of things, and those are all good and well but let me invite you to treasure the privilege that in Jesus you get to call the God of heaven Father. When I don't know what to pray, and as a pastor it happens a lot, I just use the word Father. And I think, what does it mean that he's a father? It means that he's loving me, he's caring for me. He is bringing all of his power to bear for my good. His wisdom, his might. They are there for me whether I see how it's working out or not. Being a child of God, knowing God as father, communicates the highest affection But second, it bestows the highest privilege. I have to establish something very fundamental. Calling God Father is not a birthright. Calling God Father is not something offered to all humankind. You are a creature of God. You are an image bearer of God. And those are truly special. But if you look at verse 10, what we see a clear distinction. Verse 10 says that the world did not know him. You see, the world exists not in a relationship with God as Father. The relationship of God as Father is a special privilege, a special gift that only comes. Through the Son. We go through the son of Adam, the son of Abraham, the son of Israel, the son of David, and you want to know something remarkable. Adam, Abraham, Israel, and David, none of them could pray to God as father. None of them could speak to God as father. They were called sons, but the privilege of knowing God as father was something they did not experience. But... The highest privilege comes to us through Christ alone. The privilege of calling God Father is greater than anything that you can experience or attain by your good works, by who you were born to, by who you were married to. To be born of God is something that can only be received as a gift. And that is why verse 12 tells us, He gave the right to become children of God. It is something that is given through Christ alone. And because he has given us through himself sonship and knowing God as Father, we have access to God like a child, which is to say open and free and welcome and invited. The delight of God that he has for his son, Jesus, in Jesus, he has for you. The love and the affection that he has, he has for you. When you pray, God, as my father, you have as much his ear as Jesus, because you have been given the same place in God's heart you are a son in Jesus Don't believe me Listen to these words Jesus prayed In John 17 the night before he is the night he is arrested we're told in verse 23 You Father sent me and loved them the disciples even as you loved me To the same measure, to the same degree, to the same intensity, even as you loved me. That is what it means that we have the highest privilege. We have access to God. Now, that does not mean that God is a grandpa. God does not say yes to everything we ask. He doesn't give us every whim and fancy of our desires. He loves us too much for that. He even said no to his son Jesus in the garden. Because it was necessary to save us. And so a loving father should from time to time be saying no to you. If you believe in a God who never says no... You do not believe in the God of the Bible. You believe in the God that you have invented. But the God of the Bible is the Heavenly Father who, in love, says yes and no to give the very best to his sons and daughters. So we have the highest affection in calling him Father, we have the highest privilege. But we also must recognize that it comes at the highest price. Christmas is great news because we are told in verse 14 that the word, the Son, became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh. This gift of sonship only comes to us because the Son came down and became one of us. He became one of us to fulfill our righteousness and to pay our penalty for disobedience. And so when we come to the Gospel of John, we have an earthquake in Isaiah 9:6. Because we are told to us, a son is given. And we have no idea until the Gospel what God means when he says, given. Given means for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. To us a son is given who took our place, who bore our penalty, who swallowed our shame, who restored us at the cost of his suffering. That is what the word given means. And to us, a son is given when we see it from page to page. And because Jesus was given, because Jesus paid the penalty, because Jesus accomplished the reconciliation, your sonship in him cannot be taken away. Look carefully at verse 12. He gave the right to become children of God. Because Jesus has purchased you, because Jesus has borne your wrath, because Jesus was given the right to be a child of God is irrevocable. You are a child of God in a bond of blood. Jesus' blood cries out, this is our child. This is that you are son, you are daughter. And the blood of Christ has to be ineffective for you to lose the privilege of calling God father. And that can never happen. Amen. To us a son is given. That's the message of Christmas. That's the resting place of Christmas. So my question for you, are you God's child? You are born into this world as a creation of God, as an image bearer of God. But until you receive and believe in him, You are not a child of God. Do you believe in him as the one who gives you all righteousness, who removes every stain and blemish of your sin? Do you believe in him? If so, you have good news. You have a great celebration. Like Mary, Ponder in your heart these things. You have in Christ the highest affection, the highest privilege, and you have received it by the highest price. You have the gift of knowing God as Father and knowing that He knows you as son and daughter. Dwell upon this rich truth. Savor it. It is the only constant in this world. Once you savor it, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by this sermon from River Community Church. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church located in Prairieville, Louisiana, whose purpose is to help people live in and live out the good news of Jesus Christ. We welcome you to worship with us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and to learn more about us at rivercommunity.org.